praise the Lord. Amen. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours of uncompromised Christian radio. Praise God. We thank God for what he is doing. Amen. In West Africa and all around this world. Amen. As the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is being proclaimed and preached. Amen. Hallelujah. We give the Lord thanks. We want to go into prayer right now. Father, I pray for all those listening to the sound of my voice that you save souls and encourage true believers to continue to serve you and, li- and love you and walk in your ways. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to go right now into our topic of discussion, and that is the topic of divorce and remarriage. Why is divorce and remarriage the sin of adultery? Why does the Bible teach that divorce and remarriage is the sin of adultery. The Bible talks about the issue of divorce and remarriage in Matthew's gospel, chapter number 19, and of course, other verses of scripture that we will also touch on. The Bible says in Matthew's gospel, chapter number 19, and it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came into him, unto him, tempting him, and saying, Unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh? Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh, what therefore God hath joined together. Let not man put asunder. Verse 7 says, They say unto him, Why did Moses then give why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? He said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except that be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. Amen. I'll continue to read the next three verses. His disciples say unto him, If the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. But he said unto them, All men cannot receive the saying, save they to whom it is given. For there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb, and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ, amen, was asked by the Pharisees, amen, in verse 3, the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Here it is now. The Pharisees, of course, wanted to tempt him. That's what the Bible says here. They wanted to test him. You know, lots of times people ask questions, not because they want information, but because they want to trap you and deceive you. Amen. They're trying to come at you and they're trying to find a way to convict you. To, to try to bring some kind of a law against you or trap you in your own words or something like that. And this is what they were trying to do. This is exactly what the Pharisees were trying to do. And of course, amen, the Lord already knew, knew this, being all-knowing, amen? And so the question was, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? At that time in Jewish history, amen, at the time of Christ, there were two rabbinical schools. One was called the school of Hillel. The other one was called the, was called the school of Shammai. Understand that. The school of Hillel and the school of Shammai. Hillel taught that a man could put away his wife for every cause. Amen. That's how they interpreted the understanding in Deuteronomy. Amen. 
the school of Shemei taught that you can only divorce your wife for the cause of adultery. The Lord Jesus Christ did not agree with any of the rabbinical schools. Amen. And this is what caused shock to the Pharisees. And if you look at the Bible, what it says here, amen, the Bible says very clearly, Jesus goes back to the beginning in verse 4, and he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave his father, leave father and mother, and they and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. But wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. So Jesus at that time, right there and then, says there is no cause to put away your wife. No reason, no cause, no exception. He says, what God had joined together, let not man put asunder. That was the statement that he made. In other words, Christ is giving the clear teaching of the permanency of the marriage union. Now, first of all, understand this. Jesus makes it clear. The marriage or the definition of marriage, get this now, hear this now. The definition of marriage according to the Savior, according to the Word of God, according to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, amen, teaches that marriage is only between a male, listen now, and a female, amen, a male and a female. And he goes on to teach that it's for one lifetime until death dissolves a bond. What therefore God are joined together, let not man put asunder. Amen. They become one flesh. Therefore, a marriage is not between a man and another man. No, sir. Marriage is not between a woman and another woman. Not no lesbianism or homosexuality in any way, shape or form. That is not a marriage. It will never be a marriage in the sight of God. God will never recognize it. God will never put a thumbs up concerning it. It's a thumbs down. And a marriage will never be between a man and a woman living in a shocked up condition. That means that it will never be between a man and a woman who refuses to get married but just live together. That's not a marriage. Or what they call a common law. It's not a marriage. No, sir. It's called living in sin. It's called shacking up. And that's not a marriage. It's called sin, fornication. A marriage also, will, the definition of marriage also does not extend to somebody, as we're going to see, who is divorced and remarried. Jesus, the Savior, calls it adultery calls it sin and says, of course, in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 10, that adulterers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Of course, fornicators too and homosexuals and so forth will not inherit the kingdom of God. The Bible makes it clear that God will judge those, amen, who refuse to confine, their self, confine their, themselves in holy matrimony, which means between one man and one woman. If they, if they continue to desire or commit fornication and commit adultery and commit all kinds of sexual perversion and sin and, and ungodliness and, and desire to have sexual uh, relations outside of marriage, the Bible says God will judge those individuals who do so. We find this, of course, in Hebrews chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter number 13. The Bible teaches us concerning the permanency of marriage and the seriousness of marriage. In verse 4, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge, the Bible says. He will judge. He will not, he will not pass Amen. Uh, you will not pass by it and think that it's fine like most churches and preachers today. They accommodate it. They find excuses to justify sin and justify divorce or marriage. But the Bible says God will judge those who violate his law, who choose to turn a blind eye to his word and desire sin, desire divorce and remarriage. And we have it a dime a dozen in the church. 
people divorcing and remarrying, thinking that it's okay. Pastors doing it, amen. Divorcing and remarrying, amen. Pastors of, of massive congregations, amen. Divorce their wives, remarry another woman, and think it's wonderful. Have TV ministries, millions of people watching them, and they think it's great. They think it's wonderful. They think it's of God. One preacher by the name of John Hagee, and he's in the United States of America, and we pray for him. I phoned his ministry years ago and said and asked one of his assistants what they thought about what the Bible taught about divorce and remarriage. And their assistant said, well, preach. They said to me, are you a preacher? And I said, yes, I am. They said, does your ministry reach uh, uh, millions and millions of people over the airwaves as, uh, as Pastor Hagee's? I said, no. They said, well, well, God, that, that's what he's doing. What are you doing? I said, well, look, look, I said, uh, the Watchtower Bible Track Society, the Jehovah's Witnesses are reaching millions of people. Amen. Islam is reaching millions of people. Does that mean it's of God? No. People attribute the fact that you can reach millions of people, that you have lots of money, that you have a big ministry, but all of a sudden that somehow that ministry is of God. Not so. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 7? He says, Many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, have cast out devils in thy name, have done many wonderful works in thy name? And Jesus will say, I, I, Depart from me. I never knew you. Ye that work iniquity. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 7, verses 21 to 23. Listen, you and I got to go by the word of God. The Bible says, be not deceived, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. In 1 Corinthians, chapter number 6, verse 9, the unrighteous, the ungodly will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so people are deceived because you have a big ministry that you can go ahead and it gives you the green light to go ahead and live in sin. No, sir, not at all. Don't be deceived. Amen. That's why the Bible tells us not to be deceived. And so it doesn't matter who you are. I don't care what kind of ministry you have or what kind of church you got or how, how much people appreciate you or honor you. If you are in sin, the Bible, not me, the Bible says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You will not go to heaven. You're not passed through the pearly gates. And so here it is. Jesus said to the Pharisees very clearly concerning the issue of divorce and remarriage. Remember, he was asked about the, you know, whether or not it was lawful to put away or divorce your wife for every cause. And the Lord gave no exception for divorce. And he gives no exception for divorce. And we're going to see more to the reason why he does not do that as we read on in the word of God. The Bible says here very clearly in verse Number seven, they say unto him, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? Because they understood that Jesus gave no exception for divorce. So that's why they said, well, okay, well, if you're saying there's no exception to, to divorce, you know, Jesus, then why, and why did Moses give a writing to do so? And Jesus says, the reason why Moses did that, because of the hardness of men's hearts. In verse eight, he said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the beginning, it was not so. Verse 9, he says, But I say, and I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. Here it is now. Jesus says to them, The reason why Moses allowed you to put away your wives, amen, is because of the hardness of your hearts. But from the beginning it was not so. What, 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 what beginning? Hallelujah. What beginning was Christ talking about? The beginning of creation. Verse 4. 
Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them made them male and female? Amen. God did not make Adam and Steve. God did not make Barbara and Susan. He made Adam and Eve, male and female, to be together. Amen. A man's body was made naturally to be with a woman's body. A woman's body was made naturally to be with a man's body in the confines of holy matrimony. Once they're married. Amen. It's pure and it's holy. Marriage is, is the Bible says, is honorable. Unto God, the bed under fire, the whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. So it's pure before God between one man, one woman for one lifetime until death dissolves the bomb. And so that's why Jesus, that's what Jesus tells the Pharisees. And then he goes on in verse nine and says, whosoever shall put away his wife, except there be for fornication and shall marry another committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her, which is put away, doth commit adultery. And his disciples say, well, if, it, if the case be so with a man and his wife, it's not good to marry. Why? He said, look, Jesus, if you're Lord, Jesus, if you're if you're saying saying that there's no exception for divorce and that we have to remain married to our wife or to our husband, then, then it's not even good to marry. We can't come out of this thing. This thing is, we're bound to this thing for life. Absolutely. That's clearly what Jesus taught. They, they understood that clearly. So the understanding where people get messed up and confused, they think that when they use the words, except there be for fornication. This is where people get confused. This is where people try to look for an escape or a justification to be divorced and remarried when the Bible absolutely gives no justification. When they try to do that, what they're doing is they are disregarding the whole teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ completely. The whole point of what he was trying to make in the passage, that marriage is to be permanent. Marriage was to be uh, for li life lasting until death dissolves a bond. And so that's exactly what Jesus taught. If, if this was an exception now, it would destroy everything that Jesus said. It would go contrary to what he already taught. But the word pornea, the word rather fornication in this passage means pornea. It's the Greek word pornea. Now, the Greek word pornea. It could be understood to mean a variety of sexual sins. But in this context, you have to look at the word within its context. And within this context, it's referring to premarital unchastity. It means sexual intercourse before marriage, before marriage. This is when Joseph was, this is, this is what, like, for example, when Joseph was going to put away Mary for the cause of pornea or fornication he thought that she committed fornication when in fact she did not she was a virgin hallelujah and she bare the lord jesus christ amen and praise god so she had no intercourse with no man and but the reality was joseph at the time thought she did in matthew chapter number one but she did not and so was going to put her away privately without put word put away means divorce but he did not do that and so the bible makes it clear that the issue of the ratio of pornea, or rather the word we see here, fornication, refers to premarital unchastity. Now we see this word pornea in a variety of different contexts. Amen. And when it seemed to get and when it's seen together in the Bible with the word adultery, it means two different things with two different separate meanings. And I'll give only a couple of more examples of this. In Matthew's gospel, chapter number 15, we see the word pornea. Amen. Uh, here, when Jesus talks about the heart of man, the sinful nature of man and what comes out of his heart that defiles a man. And Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ mentions here in Matthew's gospel. Amen. Uh, chapter number 15. And in verse number 19, he says, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications. That word fornication, which means adultery, as we see in Matthew's gospel, chapter 19, verse 9, is the same word pernia. Now, it's seen with the word adultery. And so, therefore, it, is, it means two separate things. And so, the same thing with Matthew chapter 19, verse 9. The word 
pornea does not mean incest and homosexuality. It does not mean adultery. It means premarital unchastity. And the Bible makes that very clear. How do we know how and how do we know that? When we when we look at the rest of the teaching of Holy Scripture, it lines up in harmony with the understanding of the with, with the understanding that the word fornication exclusively, and I say exclusively, means the word, uh, rather the word pornea means exclusively uh, premarital unchastity or sex before marriage, fornication. It does not mean adultery. This, this is clear in the whole Bible. This is not confusing at all in any way, shape, or form. The, the, the Apostle Paul, when reiterating the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter number 7, this is what he says. In reiterating Christ's teaching, amen, to the Corinthian church, he says this in, in verse number 10, of first Corinthians chapter seven. He says, he says this, and unto the married, I command yet not I, but the Lord let not the wife depart from her husband. Verse 11 says, but, and if she depart, let her remain, listen now, unmarried or be reconciled to her husband and let not the husband put away his wife. Listen now, let me read that again. I'm going to read that again. And unto the married, I command yet not I, but the Lord let not the wife depart from her husband. But and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband and let not the husband put away his wife. Amen. Very clear. The Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, reiterates the teachings of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and says that Jesus is teaching this. This is what he got from Matthew's gospel, from Luke's gospel. Amen. From Mark's gospel. This is what he got out of the Lord's teaching. He says this. The Lord, he said, not I, he said, I don't command this, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. Number two. Right, he says, but and if she depart, let her remain what unmarried. She does not have the option to go get divorced and remarried. The teaching of the Lord is that she remain unmarried. Why? Because she's still married to her husband, even though she departs. And the Bible says, or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. He says, the Lord is only commanding and giving her the giving her two options. Amen. That she, remember when she shouldn't depart from her husband, but if she does for whatever reason, I mean, there could be reasons why you know. Uh, 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 health and safety reasons she may be being beat up or, or uh, threatened to be killed or whatever and who knows but the bible says if she depart amen she should re- the only option that she has the only option that she has while her husband is alive is to remain unmarried not to marry another why because if she marries another the apostle paul understood this very clearly she would commit the sin of adultery and she would continually be in that sin of adultery if she remains with that other man how do we know that how do we know that? Well, the Bible teaches us clearly again in Romans chapter number seven. This is the Apostle Paul again teaching this by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And verse number uh, verse Corinthians or Romans chapter seven, verse one, it says, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then... If while her husband, listen now, liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Listen to that. The Bible read that last part again. The Bible says, so then if her, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she should be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Very clear. He understood the teaching of Christ. And what was that? That that if one were to divorce and remarry, they're in the sin of adultery. They're in, they're, they are in adultery and they're on the way to an eternity in hell. That's the teaching of the word of God. 
And now we find multitudes of churches rejecting the clear teaching of scripture, commentaries, pastors, theologians, evangelists, uh, denominations, consuming uh, uh, this false, uh, consuming the lie of the devil and propagating a false narrative to make people believe that they can be divorced and remarried and still pass through the pearly gates when the Bible explicitly tells us that they will not. You tell me now, is that love? No, sir. It's not love. It's perfect hatred because the Bible says love rejoices not in iniquity, but it rejoices in the truth. If we love somebody, we cannot support their demise, their destruction, their sin, and, and, and them going to an eternity in hell. No, sir. We will warn them to flee from the wrath that is to come. And so those individuals right now who are divorced and remarried in the churches, pastors, whoever they are, according to the Bible, not me, the scripture teaches that they're in sin and that they're going to hell and that they need to be saved and that they need to repent and, and believe the gospel or they'll die in their sin and go to hell. That's clear in the scripture. There is no justification for divorce and remarriage. The Bible says that while that woman is in that condition, she shall be called an adulteress. She's in sin. And now we got preachers saying, no, no, brother, you're okay. You're fine. You're all right. I remember one time I was uh, uh, debating with another preacher on, on Facebook, I believe it was, about this issue. And he was, he, he's a, a professor at a, at a seminary, amen? And him and I were going back and forth, and, and I was showing him from the Word of God that this is false. What you're teaching is false, and you, your hands are full of blood. You are deceiving people, and you will ha have to answer the God of the Day of Judgment as a result of this. And so many pastors are justifying this sin in their congregations over the airwaves, amen, influential pastors like John MacArthur, amen, and others, amen, that are prom promoting this, even Jimmy Swaggart and others who, you know, who have preached the gospel in the past and, 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 and many times they, they have a good word, but they are deceiving people by making them believe that this is okay, this is not okay, it's called sin. And if those pastors don't stop preaching these lies, the denominations, you know, don't stop preaching these lies. Listen, the Bible says, that all liars shall have the part in the lake of fire. Whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. If they love this lie and they promote it, the Bible says sadly they will be in the lake of fire. And God does not want that to happen to souls. He wants them to be saved. But the Bible makes it clear that they will not pass through the pearly gates. All the preachers that support this sin are leading people to hell. The Bible says the blind lead the blind. And both, not just one, but both shall fall into the ditch. That's what the scripture teaches. Listen, we know that church history in and of itself. Amen. It's not scripture. Never will be scripture. Amen. Uh, the Bible alone is what we go by. Amen. The scriptures alone is what we go by. Not the teachings of any uh, church uh, uh, council or of any church father or anything like that. But for the first four centuries, at least, of the church, everybody was in agreement with this. That divorce and remarriage was adultery. You got, you got Hermas. Amen. You got Justin Martyr. You got Clement of Alexandria. You got Origen. Amen. Even though no Origen, of course, was, was basically heretical in many of his views, but he, Origen, Ambrose of Milan. You got, uh, you know, Jerome. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Augustine. Amen. And others that all declared that divorce and remarriage was adultery. They clearly understood the clear teaching of Holy Scripture. There is no doubt about it. There is no question about it that the Bible teaches that divorce and remarriage is sin. Listen, my friend, if you want to divorce your husband and divorce your wife and remarry somebody in the church and your pastor tells you that it's okay, they're lying to you. They're deceiving you. The Bible says it's not okay. The Bible says that it is adultery, that it's sin. The Bible makes that very clear. Hallelujah. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 7, verse 9, the Bible, verse 39 rather, the Bible says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse number 39, it says the wife is bound by the law as long, her, her, as, long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, 
She is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. The Bible says that the woman and the husband is bound by the law of love God to one another. Hallelujah. And even the Bible gives the illustration of marriage with our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, a believer's relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the church with Christ. Amen. That's how holy and, and sanctified that, that relationship is. Listen to me very clearly. Hallelujah. This is an extremely important issue today. This is why many churches, amen, who've accepted this, amen, are now accepting homosexuality, gay marriages being okay. They continue on because they destroy, they've already destroyed the sanctity of marriage by justifying it. Everybody knows it's wrong. They, amen, they try to go through all these different things to justify these things. When we read the plain and clear teaching of Holy Scripture, we understand without a shadow of a doubt that divorce and remarriage is adultery. But what what do people do because of emotion they they cast aside the authority of the word of god and they now justify because they're maybe their daughter got divorced and remarried maybe the son maybe the mother maybe their father maybe their friend maybe somebody that they they care about amen and so they throw aside the authority of holy scripture no longer caring about their eternal soul amen going on the way to hell but they just care about maintaining their friendship or their relationship with that family member or individual what friend whoever it may be what a deception what a lie from the pit of hell amen that's not love love does not rejoice in, the, in iniquity but rejoices in the truth love seeketh not her own love cares about the other person you should care about their soul amen going to hell that even if your relationship would never would be severed never to be amen reunited back again you got to say i love this person enough to tell them the truth so that they can be saved from an eternity in hell that they don't be lost in the regions of the damned forever that's caring and that's loving people. Amen. That's why we can't support the sin of divorce. Remember, you don't care how big the church is. You don't care how many people, amen, want to call, amen, me to their, amen, conference or their, to their crusade or to their camp meeting, to the church. What does it matter? We got to care about people's souls. Amen. This is not Hollywood. We're not, to, we're not to be stars in the kingdom of God. Amen. We are to be saints of God. We are to be, amen, doing that which is pleasing unto the Lord. We're to preach the word in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. We are to care for the souls of men and women, amen, so that they can understand the way of salvation and repent of their sin and receive the Lord Jesus Christ by faith alone for their salvation, amen, to go to heaven, not go to hell. Now you got marriages, amen, so-called, not marriages, they're not marriages because marriage is only between one man, one woman. For one lifetime until death dissolves a bond, as the Lord made it very clear in the Word of God. But you got individuals that are justifying divorce from marriage, as I just mentioned, and also so called same sex marriage. That doesn't exist. Now people are getting married to objects. <laughs> I'm not even joking. People are getting married to objects. One woman, amen, on YouTube got married to a Ferris wheel. I kid you not. One woman, amen, even got married to the Eiffel Tower. She, she claimed that she got married to the Eiffel Tower. Another woman claimed that she got married to herself. People are marrying objects. People are marrying animals. People are marrying themselves. People are marrying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It, it now undermines the whole institution and permanency and the sanctity of the marriage union. It's, a, it's an attack of Satan. Amen. The first amen institution was the institution of holy matrimony. And that's why we got to get back to the scripture. Believe the word of God. And if you are divorced and remarried, come out of your sin. Come out of that adulterous relationship. Oh, well, I got kids now in this marriage. It doesn't matter. What is the Bible? So what should a prophet? 
for the man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul. Come out of it. Don't care what your preacher says or your commentary says or your denomination or your theologian or your Bible school or your seminary or cemetery or whatever lie from the pit of hell. Come out of it. Believe the word of God and be saved. Come out of that marriage. Come out of that relationship. Live a single life if you, amen, if you've already been married before, if you've never been married before, amen, then you're free to marry for the first time. The Bible says if you've gotten to a, a divorce or married condition, you're free to marry for the first time. Amen. Because you're, the marriage that you're in, amen, is unlawful. Praise God. And so the Bible makes these things very clear. Listen, my friend, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as a result of these things, if you've been divorced or married, you can be saved. But you need to repent of your sin and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Today is a day of salvation. You, could be make, you can make it right with God. Amen. If you've been divorced, I remember her one lady, she was separated from her husband for uh, 10 years, her and her husband. Amen. Divorce for two and God brought them back together. God can do that. Amen. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ever ask or think. Hallelujah. But if we, amen. But if you have been divorced or married and, and your husband, or your wife has left you and gone with somebody else, don't do the same thing. Live right before God. Amen. Even if it means that you have to live a single life. Amen. Your life, your soul is more important than 50 years of sexual uh, intimacy in this life. Amen. Pleasing your flesh and all these things. Going into all the perversion and sin of this world and adultery is more important than that than the passing pleasures of sin. You need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do not know him, today's a day of salvation. Just pray this prayer after me. If you want to know the Savior, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me my sin. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again from the dead according to the Holy Scriptures. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior, both now and forever. And I surrender my life to you. And with the power of the Holy Ghost, you'll enable me to live the Christian life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, amen, we want to send you our free booklet, What It Means to Be Born Again. Or you can look on our website soon. We're going to have that on our website, What It Means to Be Born Again, absolutely free, where you, can, where you can be encouraged as a new Christian in the things of God. If you want to support our ministry, we would definitely, amen, receive that wonderful support that the Lord has laid upon your heart to support us with, amen. Just go on our website, International uh, deliveranceministries.org and just hit the donation button and we would love for your support amen in supporting us and preaching this gospel throughout this world amen holly this unadulterated gospel of the lord jesus christ old-time gospel of christ we love you we're praying for you god bless jesus.